Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Small Business Show on irishexaminer.com for a different view on Irish business. Welcome back to the Small Business Show on irishexaminer.com, the new show dedicated to Irish SMEs. Now to the first of our focus on some inspirational entrepreneurs here in Ireland. And Philip Martin went from thinking that the business gods were against him to starting up a business that is looking to be the largest corn tortilla producer in Europe. And I met up with Philip where he first talked about what they are looking to do. So we produce or will be producing very soon Europe's First, authentic corn tortilla chips, tortillas and masa harina, which is corn flour. And we will be supplying the uh, food service, your restaurants and your cafes, uh, retail being your Tesco's and Dunn's and these guys, and the manufacturers. So guys who want like our raw materials to make, say, their own tortillas with our corn flour and whatnot, you know. Your story is quite interesting in that it's it kind of has everything it was... Uh, you were in business before and then all of a sudden you kind of had to f- find it uh, you went out and did a bit of a voyage of discovery in terms of, of following this kind of aspect of business as well so tell us a little bit about how you got here so I I opened a burrito bar in 2010 I believe 2010 and it, it was like yeah it does it is a long time ago it feels like much 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 longer it, it wasn't really even it wasn't even really predicted. I, I never saw it coming. Like, I always had a fascination with Mexican food, and I'd done a Mexican cookery course about six months previous, actually when we opened, I believe, without any intention of using it in the foreseeable future. This kind of went on for a very long time. We 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 had gotten better and better, and we were sales of building, and then we just hit this. Um, it was the period of kind of which when the kind of Troika boys were coming into town, and you know depression was walking around the streets, and people just looked like they were kind of playing with the edge of a cliff. But it was just it was it was a kind of a bad period, and although we seemed to have gotten more market share, we just started declining in sales, and just people spending was going down. And just when all this was happening, about kind of three months of decline in sales like this, we had um, a drunk driver crash through our front window, and uh, destroying the whole front of the pizza shop. And like this, when this happened, I literally thought someone was trying to ruin my my life. I, I just couldn't figure out why it was happening. And the next day, uh, I was sitting there with a friend trying to figure out what to do, whether we close it down and just kind of move on and give this insurance money over to the landlord. And but we had to fix it back as it was. 
but instead of fixing it back and doing it as exactly as it was we put in a subdivision wall with the help of my brother and a few family friends and a period of a few weeks we got this um, the burrito bar open and the burrito bar had like a queue at the door from day one kind of all the lessons I'd learned from the previous months and torturous experiences of the old business had kind of given me some really good insights as to kind of how to launch a business properly for want of a better description but then I kind of went after the idea of making my own and uh, I quickly discovered that I couldn't just go down the road and buy a bag of you know maize uh, seed or kernels and um, that the only guys that were grown it were in the US and in Mexico and there's a few guys in kind of live, uh, you know further down in Africa and whatnot growing up but nowhere near local so I kind of set off in this kind of mini adventure you might say kind of learning everything there is to know about not just kind of Mexican food but kind of the cultural history of Mexican food and and everything that goes with it and it, it's like we kind of mentioned before we were talking about the the reason why you know Mexican food has world heritage status it's it's nothing to do with the fact that it tastes bloody incredible which it does it's purely to do with the fact that Mexican food is completely core and central to Mexican culture and their history and like if you go to a small town in Mexico the taco in that town or the tamales or whatever all the ingredients come from just in that town so the, the taco tells the story of the town itself like even down to the stories of like this um, it said that if a girl finds a ear of maize in a field of which all the other maize is a different colour, a different variety that she should, fi- she should find them and marry the, the owner of that farmer because it was said to be a sign from the gar- gods that she was, they were meant to be or whatever. Mm. So the story goes that some fairly enterprising young farmers <laughs> sa- fancy themselves as picking up a girl they fancied and uh, they went about planting the odd variety of maize in the field and then once they came to harvesting time they'd invite the the girl they had their eye on from the local town up to give them a handout and hopefully nap them and uh, get them get them married and whatever. But there's so many stories like this, and it, it this is it, this is why kind of Mexican food just has this status. It's, it's because it is incredibly incredibly deep in its in its you know flavors and variety and and uh, diversity. But it's also very you know deep in its kind of the stories behind every menu item. The, mm. You know you you, you can you can have a chat with any Mexican person and they'll, they'll tell you they'll, they'll waffle on for ages about this particular recipe, and it's fantastic. And this is kind of the stuff we kind of figured out along the way, and you know kind of deepened our enthusiasm for everything we were doing. The the thing that I like about what you're doing as well is that you're using or where you can using Irish farmers and Irish produce to produce this as well? Yeah, well, one thing I've, um, I've learned over the last few years is that to really be motivated on a daily basis to kind of get up, want a better description, get up in the morning, you have to be, you have to be kind of a bigger, bigger goal. It might sound dreadfully cheesy or whatever, but you, you do. And uh, for me, I really, really like the idea of four or five years from now, uh, I think sooner, uh, we'll have 600 acres of land growing maize. You know, we're going to be producing a product that's better for people than what they're currently consuming. It's going to be really, really flavoursome and very high quality. It's a product people want. And um, at the same time, we get to employ a great many people. We get to 
you know, fill these fields that were previously growing, you know, sugar beet um, some years back with, uh, with maize. And um, potentially in, in the next 10, maybe the 15 to 20 years, you know, we can really, you know, transform and create a whole new driver for, for the economy. Like, I know it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a one business story right now, but in time, I believe this, this is, you know, this is an industry building exercise. There's, there's so much around this that will allow people from in other businesses to get in and get involved and it really has you know, colossal mm. opportunity and, uh, and potential. Mm. So you, you kind of experimented yourself with the idea and then you kind of moved on to, I suppose, planning the business itself. Mm. Where you are now is um, you're not at production stage yet. You're still equity financing. Yeah. But you were telling me earlier that's been, that's been quite successful in itself because... You've gotten positive feedback, if you want to put it that way, from equity investors and people, I suppose, wanted to come aboard with you so much so that you had, I suppose, somebody saying, I'll, I'll buy half your company as well. So other people see the potential in this as well. Yeah, well, we've no shortage and we haven't actually had any shortage, which is fantastic, of people that want to get involved actually on many notes between investment and actually just working in the company. <laughs> down to the point where they want to volunteer, which is incredible. But with, with the equity investment, yeah, like we're 11 days into 60. We're 37% there last time I checked. We have a regular amount of people going through the financials. And the nature of equity investment is quite different from conventional crowdfunding in that equity investment requires you know there's a these are people that really know their stuff they know valuations of company they know how the financials of a company work they know you know business financial modeling so you have this process whereby they you provide the financial uh, forecast the business plan and they go through a toot and comb and they they have many many questions and you clarify and you you kind of show them where everything is going and how it's done and and then eventually you have an investment, but it's maybe like a, a, a week-long process or a two-week-long process. But we've had no shortage of people actually going through this process, and we, we have a, quite a few in the pipeline now to actually make quite large investments, we think, mm. which has been very kind of humbling because, you know, you spend this, this much time developing the business, developing, you know, putting all this work in to develop the financial model and have it a kind of very sound structure and getting your numbers right and, and figuring out every little detail and to kind of get to this point then and have so many people you know come on board in a very rapid in a very rapid period of time in a short period of time you know it's it's great we've obviously we had this facebook and we have twitter and we have our website which allows people to register to purchase the products on a trade basis so we have a lot we've like people have registered in the dozens for like distributors and restaurants to buy the products even at this point without even seeing the product we have a lot of people who are, you know, volunteering to taste the products as soon as possible <laughs> and demanding. Uh, so, um, but we, we've made a very big point of starting at a very early point, very early stage to get people involved that not only love Mexican food and, and are really enthusiastic, but are also really into the idea of what we're trying to do with the business and the ethos and sustainability of the kind of the way we're approaching it 
and we've we've had an incredible amount of support from these guys. Philip Martin there from Blanco Nino and Blanco hyphen Nino is the website to find out more. B L A N C O hyphen N I N O is the website to find out more. Indeed, look and see if you can get your hands on some yourself. Now, coming up in part three of this week's show, it's a look at an inspiring social entrepreneur. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 